Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hello and welcome to this episode of Swanglinese and on this one in the studio as per COVID regulations we're on a Zoom call and we have Richard Sickle who is uh, part of Mazar Solutions. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you Barry. Good morning. Good morning. So I always find it easier for you to introduce yourself so obviously said your name but tell us a little about uh, who you are Richard. All right so I'm I'm, uh, born in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, so I'm a Dutch national. Um, I have worked in the um, automotive industry for basically all my career. So a lot of that was in leasing uh, in Europe. So I worked in most European countries. Um, I worked a couple of years leading uh, global sales for Tesla. So that was in San Francisco. And then um, interestingly enough, after having uh, this experience in, uh, in Europe and the US, um, I was really interested in also being able to uh, build part of my career in the Middle East. So when the opportunity uh, rose to, uh, to lead uh, Massar into the next uh, years, um, that, that, that was a perfect uh, match for what I was uh, planning to do with my own future. Uh, so um, yeah, since 1st of September, I'm uh, working in, in Abu Dhabi as CEO of Massar Solutions. Right. And uh, what was the attraction to the Middle East then? What was it that made you think, yeah, I'd like to do something over there? Well, um, I think always when you are in different regions, uh, so I like traveling a lot anyway. So for myself, I like to travel a lot. So I've seen, I've seen actually quite a lot of the world. But uh, one thing is to be somewhere as a tourist and uh, just having, a, let's say, a look around for a couple of days or even a couple of weeks. Another thing is to actually live somewhere. Because mm-hmm. then you get to know the people, especially if you make the effort, uh, you get to know the people, understand more of culture, um, learn much more about the country. And um, so with that experience in Europe and the US um, and having been in most Middle East countries along the way, uh, mostly for business, actually, uh, well, actually having visited Dubai many times as a tourist and the other countries in the uh, Middle East more uh, for business. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was interested in learning more of what it is like to live in the Middle East. Um, just as, as, as I don't know, part of my curiosity uh, and my own development. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very interesting part of the world, that's for sure. So I can understand that. It's always in, always interesting to me just to under, uh, have an understanding of why people want to come. Because I've been here myself for 15 years, and originally I came here for six months, as, as the usual story. <laughs> and uh, 15 years later, uh, I'm here. Now, before we get into uh, Massar Solutions and, and, and that side of things, um, I, I can't not touch on the Tesla connection, obviously, with everything that, that, that that's going on currently and what Elon Musk is doing. How was that as a from a working experience being a part of that organization well of course it's it's one of the leading brands in the world and in terms of an organization this the speed at we at which things go in that company is just incredible of course if you look uh, that in 2011 they produced their first car and now nine years later it's leading brand in the world so you can imagine that it's quite a ride um, for the company as a whole um, so I think uh, 
I, I hear people talking about long days and working, working very fast, and a lot of pressure, but it's nothing if you compare it to Tesla. So that, that mm -hmm. is an amazing experience in itself. Um, so even to sort of just give, like, let me give you an example. Uh, so when people have meetings, um, even if it's with somebody who sits four desks away, people mm. will still use Zoom. In the same office, people will still use Zoom, stay on their place, airports in, and have the conversation because it saves you the trip, basically. So wow. if you can do it quicker, okay. just move on to You develop the habit of when you wake up, well, to first of all, wake up a couple of times at night, uh, and just check your phone if there's any meeting organized that you should be in, which because uh, it's a global company and in my role, I had also a global responsibility and I could be in parts of the world where it would be three o'clock at night when it was like working hours in uh, Fremont, California. And it, it could be a meeting called where you were really expected to be in. And then wow. middle of the night is, isn't really an excuse. So you, you, should, you should be there. You should just keep an eye on your phone to see if anything is going on. And... Of course, you, you, you kind of know if something might come up, to be honest, but um, it's just, I think, illustrative of um, how things go. And I think that in the end, it also helps build a company so fast. Mm. There's a lot yeah. of very bright, very young people in there. And um, many people also actually do it for a few years because a lot of people feel burned up after those few years. I had a great experience, feel burned up. But... Um, I think nobody will, no, nobody's worked at that company will look at it back with uh, any negativity. I think everybody is proud to have worked there and have learned a lot, have seen how you can do things differently. Because if there's one thing that Elon forces on the company is to not even do like a best example uh, from things, learnings in the past, it is about creating these new best ways of doing things, just doing things differently um i think well we've probably you've probably seen the launch of spacex uh, missile a few days ago and uh, there's another good example maybe yeah as, as visible as tesla is of how those companies are run and how it is all about innovation and trying to find new ways to do things uh, that, that amaze the world yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that experience has then led you to where you are now. So tell us a little bit about Massar Solutions and, and what, what they are doing and, and what you specifically are doing with them. Yeah, so uh, first of all, Massar is one of the leading mobility organizations in uh, the Middle East, um, based in the UAE. So at this moment, our business is in the UAE. But I would say the level of innovation that we have applied in the company is, is also leading for the Middle East. So what we do is we have leasing of vehicles. So this is fleet of companies, fleets of companies that we lease. Um, Long-term solutions, shorter-term solutions. We service with a rental fleet. We do. Uh, we have a logistics arm. So we, um, if you order your groceries from Carrefour or Coop, then and most likely those will be delivered to your house by a Massar driver in a Massar van. Um, we also do passenger transport or commuter transport. So a lot of these great buses that you would see on the, on the roads early in the morning, later in the evening, uh, mostly uh, construction sites, uh, uh, people that work in construction sites or in hotels, we, we do the commute, commutes of those people. So we, it's a, again, it's a massage bus and a massage driver and we organize that. And then lastly, uh, we have um, an arm that does techno 
technological innovations for vehicle use. So I might touch upon that later a little bit, but these are the main things that we do. And um, um, yeah, most of that was in place when I actually joined first September, 2019. I joined the CEO to, um, to bring the company forward for the next uh, years to uh, build and implement a strategy that uh, gives us that reach, not just in the UAE, but also in the Middle East. So we are, um, Actually, if we wouldn't have the pandemic now, we would have already opened our uh, first um, um, company outside UAE. So actually, uh, that would have been in Riyadh. We have everything in place. We just we were just not able anymore to pull the trigger. I I, I was in Riyadh two days before travel became impossible. So wow, um, I was almost uh, left there. Um, but so just in, uh, as as an illustration of uh, what we're doing and we we plan to uh, further roll out to uh, kuwait uh world of bahrain oman uh, and potentially later jordan and egypt and this is this is not just something that we come up with like oh that sounds like a great idea but actually we have quite a lot of uh international customers and they ask us to do that so they say well this we're happy with the service you provide us in uh, dubai or Abu Dhabi, and um, we are also established in these other countries I just mentioned, and could you do the same thing for us there? So basically, it's, it's a follow your customer strategy. So we, it, is, it is a green field. At the same time, we already have customers for these businesses. So okay. we will just replicate our model. So leasing of fleets, rental of fleets, logistics, commuter, uh, commuter business, if that is uh, uh, applicable, and um, and of course, uh, the uh, the innovations that we built. So this this is more software kind of things. Um, yeah. So uh, it's an exi- exciting future to look, to look ahead at. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess you've touched on it there because you, you joined in September, and uh, nobody was planning for what's going on right now within their uh, within their, their within their business plan. Sorry. So how was obviously you said about Saudis ready to go, but we didn't pull the trigger. How else has, has, has COVID-19 impacted the, 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 the business, uh, the market sector as a whole, if you like, the, 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 the business of the rental and mobility solutions, and then specifically for, for you as well? Um, so, so obviously, um, the whole pandemic has had a huge impact on the uh, economy in the world and, and also in the UAE, and maybe even to a slightly lesser extent in the UAE, if I read different newspapers, see different uh, news programs, I think the UAE is very well organized and um, that leads to the fact that maybe this country suffers a little bit less in terms of economy. Uh, sure. Actually also maybe I think in, ca- in terms of uh, actual cases of people that uh, contract uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we, I think we're quite fortunately, first of all, to uh, to be in the UAE. Um, a few things, of course, that impact us is uh, if, if, if you look at um, more uh, trends, then of course, mm-hmm. like we are doing now, Zoom. Everybody's used to work from home, uh, having all these Zoom conferences. Uh, I think the number of people using Zoom uh, grew from 10 million pre-pandemic to 300 million now. Yeah. quite sure that we'll all be very happy to see each other live again and meet in person and go to the office. But I'm also sure that the number of views will not drop back to 10 million. We will yeah. believe 
partially. Uh, so a lot of companies will allow people to partially uh, work from home, maybe one or a few days a week, or have some meetings, um, even from your office, but without actually visiting somebody else. Yeah. Um, this has become a part of normal life. So I think a lot of trips, uh, going to the office or going to meetings will reduce. If I translate it to mobility needs, then um, cars will drive less kilometers because we'll just make slightly less trips. Probably the number of vehicles will stay the same because even if you go to two days a week to the office, you'll still need mm -hmm. a car to get there, but you will drive it less, which further will translate in our business to more flexible solutions. So as an example, we have developed a product called PayPayK. So you, you, you pay for actual use, mm -hmm. not so much for having the vehicle, but for the actual use. If you drive less, you pay less. If you decide right. to drive more, you may pay a little bit more, more, but at least you're fully in control. Mm -hmm. This is one um, trend. The other one is that um, we actually, uh, at some point, needed to order our food supplies from uh, uh, through internet. And a lot of sales with shops being not open or uh, uh, hard, hard, harder available of products, order things online. and. Um, We'll all, of course, we're already happy. So in the UAE, it's possible to go to the mall again. In some other countries, that's not the case. But um, we will all keep ordering more of our purchases online than in the high street. So this, this change will also lead, in our case, to more business for these logistics companies that deliver at home, like, like we do. So that is also definitely a change. Then... Uh, for our own company, the impact on our own company. So I, I've been around a little bit uh, longer and I've seen uh, two more, let's say, economic challenging times, right. avoiding the word uh, crisis. Um, <laughs> and what I've learned is one, one thing is very important is preserve cash. So this means make sure you don't uh, spend more than you really, really need to. Um, right still being able to pay your own suppliers because of course you don't want to relay your own problem to your own suppliers. So we want to pay our bills on time and, and I think we're doing that. Um, so what you then also need is just to make sure you have bank facilities that um, give you extra little bit of breath. And we are fortunate to work with a few banks um, in the UAE that have extended, we, we already had credit lines and they have extended us these credit lines also through this period. So we uh, we knew that we could go on at least like even if it would this would take a year or two years that we would be able to sustain such pressure because yeah. our business basically continues the, the examples i gave um logistics it it, it continues um well it has to it's 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 the it's everything you know if, if things can't make their way to our, us and to our homes and so forth and that's that's where this pandemic would have had a huge impact and uh, that that like you say if i couldn't order from car or i couldn't get my stuff from from spinnies or wherever then that would have a a, a real uh, well, another impact on everybody in terms of not being able to get sustenance and that would that would have a very different turn i think so logistics is is everything locally but i think also internationally as well is that whilst a lot of borders have closed down and so forth i've seen some things around there's still a lot of um cargo planes in the air there's still a lot of um things that need to be shipped and, and transported from places to, to places in order to allow for some sort of semblance of life to carry on yeah 
I'd like to actually add one big learning that we had that was unexpected because you could say that's even the learnings from previous economic challenging times. That's not really new. That's some learnings from the past that we applied now. Mm-hmm. A really important learning for us, and this we will also continue to, uh, to have part of our business, is to ask yourself the question, how essential is it, is it what we actually do? Because um, if, if you're essential workers, essential business, are you allowed to travel or not? Uh, are you allowed to go to work? All of these things. And so first of all, how essential is it what you actually do? And secondly, if company is as ours, that is mainly business to business, how essential is what your customers do? So this example I gave you of um, logistics in, uh, for supermarkets, food supply. Uh, we also service uh, with our vehicles, a lot of the um, utilities um, in, um, so basically government entities that service our utilities in Abu Dhabi. And, and all of that is essential and all of that runs through and is probably even more important uh, during times of uh, crisis. And we were lucky to have more than half of our customer base in that, uh, in that area. But we also saw customers that suddenly completely lost their business. And when our customers completely lose their business, then they won't be able to pay us. And then we, we get a little bit stuck in the middle, of course. And um, so the question, um, so, so for future, let's say credit decisions, because we buy fleet for our customers and then they lease it from us, but we still see that as a credit position. We, we will have to also take a look on, uh, at how essential is it what our new customer does. So. I'm not saying that we wouldn't work with anybody that has maybe <laughs> less essential business, but it is very important to have a good balance between essential businesses that will go on no matter what and businesses that are just more vulnerable for challenging times. So yeah. that, if any, that was the biggest learning that we have had. That's very interesting and, and, and very valid, I think. They say you need to have a diversity of, of customers in case of these things happening because there's a lot of discussion now about well this is unheard of in, in, in many of our lifetimes that the extent as to which this pandemic has gone but is this going to happen more frequently based on what's going on are we going to have another one is there going to be something like this every couple of years every you know we, we don't yeah. know <laughs> we, yeah we, exactly we don't know and we have to be prepared for it because mm. it's uh, took us a bit by surprise. I think it took the world a bit by surprise. I think there was also a lot of learning about lockdowns and what works and what doesn't work. And with all those learnings, I think whenever there is even the beginning of a future pandemic, so uh, COVID-21 maybe, um, we'll all now know what to do. So with all those learnings, so I think also the, so we've had smaller pandemics in the past where the response was probably less dramatic than it has been now. so with future pandemics or even the beginning of a pandemic, there might be a response much stronger than we would have in the past, but based on the learning. So I think we just have to, or even second, third wave, all of these things. Yeah, true. We have to just be ready for it. And, and there's no, actually no excuse not to be ready because we all had our learnings from good decisions, bad decisions. Um, and, um, but we are, we are more, we're more, let's say, pandemic ready than we ever have been before. So yeah. hopefully yeah. we don't need that, but we just have to uh, take into account that pandemics or even other natural disasters may happen and, mm-hmm. and that we have learned a little bit better how to respond to those. 
Absolutely, yeah, no, very, very important. And with that in mind, the, what does the, the the future hold then in terms of Mazar Solutions looking at the future, taking into consideration some of the learnings? You mentioned the Paper K model, which is obviously innovating the industry a little bit. What, what else is in store that you can uh, talk about uh, in terms of how, how things are going to go or how you perceive things to, to be going in the future? Yeah, so we, we, also, we when we uh, recalibrated our strategy uh, in the uh, last quarter of uh, 2019, we, we first identified three important trends in mobility in the world. And one is individualization. Another one is uh, new technologies like electric vehicles and um, autonomous driving. Mm. And a third one is big data and the use of big data. So then... Questions were how can massage solutions apply this in its business model? So the one that we already addressed is more flexibilization of our products to serve the desire for more individualization. So when people used to have a job, I don't know, maybe 12 years with the company and you would have three times a new car that would be a contract of four years. This is, let's say, the mobility that comes with the job. Um, a lot of... Employees and employers have been used to thinking in that way. And now we see individuals that just like to work for serve two different companies or be more on their own and serve different companies. And definitely not for 12 years, but maybe a year here, a year there. That translates to their need for mobility. So we designed uh, mobility solutions that are as flexible as the needs are of our customers or individual customers. And part of that also is that we see a reducing trend in companies that give company cars and an increasing trend in employees or people that do business of their own to have their own vehicle and just use that same vehicle if they work for company A, B, and C. And whenever they want to renew it, they just renew it. They take their own decisions. That's that's a very important one. So so basically with, with our Paper K product, we're completely ready for that. And we have some, some other flexible solutions as well. Then uh, technology. So of course, um, with, with my background early discussed, I bring some knowledge on electric vehicles and autonomous driving. So these are definitely trends that are going to change the face of mobility in the world. Maybe not even as a first uh, the UAE, because I think the, uh, the, the economics of uh, electric vehicles are slightly less favorable in, uh, in the Middle East, in oil producing countries than yeah. not have that. But, um, at the same time, we see a lot of people that want a Tesla just for the sake of innovation. They don't care if the economics of it work a little bit against you. Um, but it's, for a company like ours that owns massive fleets, it's very important to understand the costs behind these fleets. So electric vehicles, they have a different pattern of depreciation. They have definitely different cost of maintenance. And also the, uh, the metrics of uh, energy consumption are very important for our customers to understand. So um, we, we were the first and I think still the only one to actively launch uh, electric vehicles as part of our fleets and promote it with our customers. Right. So um, yeah, we would just like to be at the front of that trend rather than at the back. And then lastly, uh, I mentioned the trend of big data. So vehicles can deliver so much data and in the past, I think these data were used to look at the past and say, okay, well, uh, these vehicles use a lot of fuel, maybe we can do something about it, but we see a lot of accidents happening in that part of your business with vehicles. What can we do about it? Um, now, 
of course, with big data, the, it's not so much about looking back. It is about using data from the past, analyze those, but use it to predict the future and then to uh, act accordingly. So we see now that we, in, for instance, in the logistics area, we can create massive savings by just planning better using the actual trips of the past and to be able to plan better, uh, which can lead to less kilometers driven um, and, and, and potentially also less vehicles in fleets. So massively reducing costs. So we focus on um, delivering our customers in those three trends. And then secondly, of course, we chose to do this in all of the Middle East. Well, the countries I mentioned, so Saudi, Kuwait, Bahrain, Oman, and potentially Jordan and Egypt as well, and Saudi Arabia as, as the first. Right, yeah. And I mean, is, uh, obviously we don't know at the moment, but have you got any idea of when that might, you might be able to pull the trigger on that one, or is that just very much a we have to wait and see kind of thing for Saudi specifically? Um, well, to be honest, um, we were thinking of starting our own business, uh, starting from scratch, nothing, and then start grow that business on the basis of what our um, the, the, the desires to service our existing customers in the UAE. Um, th there is, of course, the potential that in Saudi Arabia there would be companies that, uh, through these times, um, ended up being a little bit in distress mm. and not being able to move forward without help right. so we will look as uh, soon as we are able to travel again to saudi arabia we will actually look at opportunities to see if there's companies that we could use as a, as a live platform and start from there so um i don't know if we have any listeners in saudi arabia but um we're happy to have discussions on that should, should that be uh, <laughs> joint forces <laughs> let me put it that way joint forces so yeah yeah as, as We'll come out of this pandemic very, very strong. Uh, we've only lost a few percent of our business uh, because uh, we even have been quite lenient with companies that couldn't go forward. But we, we come out because we spend time investing in, in new products and also calibrating our own organization. We want to just come out stronger of this pandemic than, than even when we went in it. Uh, so if we join forces with companies in, in the territories I just discussed, we're open to discuss that because that, that could be good for all. Yeah, yeah. I think there's this definitely a lesson that's come out of this is that collaboration can be a way to, to really move forwards and, and that it, it's not that this is us, it's maybe we look at the bigger the bigger yeah. picture and see an opportunity for, for, for the ability to work together and, like I say, come out stronger from that side of things. Um, just on that note, that's obviously from a business perspective, what are you doing personally when it comes to this current situation just to keep your um, yourself sane, I guess, is the best way of, 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 of putting it, because this is obviously a very different way of, of managing the business, of managing your teams, of managing everything. How are you uh, keeping yourself sort of sharp and, and, uh, and focused in having the working at home, etc.? Yeah, it's a very good question. I was, um, uh, so I, I was in my, so I live in uh, Dubai, in my apartment in Dubai, sitting there thinking, okay, how is this going to work? Is a weekend still going to be a weekend? Because of course, we have quite a, a, a large workforce, so we were also bound to have... So one of the big things we had to do is think about how we're going to support staff members that get infected or uh, get infected and really get ill or might be infected. So we really had to take a lot of precautions, uh, which made our business, so especially 
especially the management team and everything, uh, uh, leading parts of our business to be a 24 seven operation. So right. uh, our normal business was more like, let's say normal business hours, but yeah, you could have a call at 1130 uh, at night on a Saturday. Uh, we have two new cases and we need to uh, get these people somewhere uh, isolated or they may be uh, who they're working with. How do we isolate these people? So we have established um, locations where we could actually safely isolate people and that they'd still have, let's say, a reasonable place to live um, right. and to just see if they were infected or not. So that made our business 24-7 business. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, so the the, the whole concept of five working days and then weekends, if, if you even have that, but let's say uh, even you always have a little bit that that idea, of course, now it's weekend. So I actually forced myself Thursday evening to be excited about the weekend, which from time being spent was actually exactly the same as the other days. So a uh, few Zooms, few calls, text messages, a visit to, uh, to the supermarket. Um, uh, and, and then, yeah, it's basically come through the weekend and then uh, thinking Sunday morning, okay, the week begins, but actually the weekend was the same. So, um, uh, so one of the things I just decided is uh, to, to keep saying is to stay excited about the weekend, even though there wasn't yeah. really one. And there was the same as every, every day. And the other one was just to uh, stay in touch with friends and family um, and colleagues who, are, who have become extended family, to be honest, <laughs> and having lots of uh, Zooms, also more, well, let's say, with a private character, um, uh, calls with my kids who live in uh, in Europe. Um, so I think to to keep based with with the people you would normally see because um, I have been traveling also between uh, Europe and the UAE since since I'm in the UAE I've been back and forth a few times. So fortunate to have the uh, the possibility to uh, sometimes even go home for the weekend. So I've, I've been in touch and, and family coming over to the UAE to visit sure. me. So um, uh, just try to continue that uh, online <laughs> in the same way we used to do that. And um, so I, I did not, I did think about how do you keep sane all through if this is going to be an experience of several months. But I have to say that even though there have been weeks I didn't really see any people live mm. other than the lady from the supermarket was wearing a face mask. I actually don't really know what she looks like. But um but and to be honest, time has gone fast because yeah. every day became a little bit the same. At some point, I couldn't even say if it was two weeks or two months. Time right. has gone so fast that um, it never felt like I am on my by myself now for months. Uh, it has never felt like that, to be honest. Mm. And um, also, I think uh, at some point it was possible to uh, at least. Spent a few hours at the office when we had some, uh, because also Masar is branded as essential business because we support right. other essential businesses. So we had we have people we've had work people working throughout, of course, drivers, but also uh, uh, mechanics uh, servicing the fleet of cars, make sure they're all safe and uh, and can 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 keep being utilized by by for our customers. So. Um, at some point, I think when I've not been at the office for six weeks, because I also wanted to give the good example, working from home is actually possible. I'll show you how. Mm -hmm. um, but to be one day back at the office. So I think in all this time, I've only been two or three days, spent some hours at the office when it was possible. 
that also um, I was surprised what a joy that was. Just to, just <laughs> to be in the... Um, yeah. But I think this has changed completely our perspective on how we work and, and what is important in your life and uh, uh, many other things. So Yeah, um, no, I agree. I think that, like I say, the, the ability to keep some sort of routine is, is definitely good. And appreciating the weekend, regardless of what happens at the weekend, I think is a great point. Uh, and, and I fully agree that it has put things in perspective for us in terms of what we can be grateful for, that human connection, like I say, not seeing anybody, for, physically seeing anybody for so long, um, actually seeing other people and uh, the, the ability to communicate with somebody face-to-face is... Uh, it's something to be grateful for um, move, moving forwards. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to, to touch upon, Richard, when it comes to what um, Massar is doing in terms of developing moving forward? We've touched on some of the things that you're, you're doing personally, some of the technolo- technological advancements that you're looking at. Was there anything in particular that you wanted to, to, to chat about or to, to mention uh, prior to us ending this episode? Well, I think uh, one direction where we will also develop further in terms of technology is um, so you have these different types of mobility so long-term leasing short-term rental we've all seen how vulnerable companies like Hertz can be when uh, very short rental that is very much airport driven mm-hmm. uh, if that stops how the Hertz basically bankrupt so who would, who would have thought that of one of the biggest brands in the world yeah. um, so that's a very uh, a, a business model that is just very uh, volatile. Um, and then in the middle of those, so you have, of course, um, like Uber, services like Uber with the driver, and then you have car sharing business, which we're also interested in. And we have, we have customers that actually uh, use uh, Massar vehicles to offer as a car share service. And of course, it's an interesting development to, to follow. Uh, we, we, we follow the development ourselves and we, we, we're interested in technology. Um, but uh, that model also seems to be vulnerable in these times. So we, we were very keen on developing that type of business further and even uh, probably also by offering more advanced technical solutions. Um, and I think we're, we're still in the phase where we're learning about this um, business model, but more specifically uh, about this business model in uh, distressed times. Mm, right. Yeah. So lot, lots to be learned and, and lots of things to then implement, as you said before, just to make sure that we don't end up in the same situation again uh, yeah, learn, and learn from and those without having learned anything yeah. yeah yeah which is perhaps the worst thing that can happen in business you don't learn from the mistakes or the opportunities that are being presented to learn from those mistakes so that's uh, very very interesting um richard uh, we try and keep these uh, episodes to uh, a relatively short period of time uh, based on what used to be the commute to the office in the oe not so many people commuting at the moment uh, but i want to thank you very much for taking the time to join us uh, on Swanglinese. We will put some details linking through to your website and so forth on the ground here um, uh, within the, the video and on the on the, uh, the social and on the podcast itself. So thank you very much again for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's really enjoyed being uh, uh, on your program. That's great. Thank you. And for everybody listening, thank you very much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have some questions, contact details will be on here. And if you've got anyone else that you'd like us to have a chat to, then send us an email at wishlist at swenglinese.rocks. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.